welcome to the Abundant Life Church Podcast, equipping people to live successful Christian lives. For our theme verse for 2022, and this is what it says, so then, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. We've been talking over these last set of weeks on how we as a church are called to be rooted. We're called to be rooted in prayer. We're called to be rooted in the word of God and also to be fully developed followers of Jesus. Excuse me. We need to be people that are rooted in community community. And so I want to let you know this. Under the surface in the soil of our heart, God is doing a mighty work. How many of you believe that today? You might not be able to see it. You know, we planted seeds. Kristen has them at home like many of you did as you came in and looked at our experience out here that you can plant the seeds and watch those sprout up and watch the roots go in deep. And they are happening day by day by day. I pray that you're doing that just maybe as a visual to let you see. It takes time for things to grow. And God's called us to be rooted in him. Today, I want to talk about being rooted in community. And um, that he wants us to have these habits in our life day by day. Day by day. It's a day by day thing that you and I need to be rooted in him. So what I want to talk to you this morning is the exact opposite of what you and I have been taught most of our life. And that is, That if we do it, though, God promises if you will do this, he can help us in our struggles, in our loneliness. We'll be able to overcome things like fatigue and fear and frustration and failure. If you'll do that, you'll be able to even handle depression and despair because you can have those things replaced with hope. And that concept is community. Can you say the word community with me? Community. Now, as Americans, we idolize independence. We even have a declaration about it, right? And we've bought into the myth that says that the key to happiness is independence, right? We've been taught this. God says the key to community is not independence, but it's interdependence together. We need each other to grow. And we do that by being a people of community. God wired us to go through life, not as a solitary individual, but in community together. In Romans chapter 12 and verse 5, it says, since we are all one body in Christ, we belong to each other, and each of us needs all the others. Now, if you'll do something for me today, turn to the person next to you and say, you need me. You need me. That's not a question. You need me? No, this is a statement. You need me. And I want you to turn to that person again and say, I need you. Come on, do that. I need you, whether you're here or at home, wherever that may be. Yep, you need me and I need you. And now what we had is a multiplicity of uh, wedding proposals. So I'll I'll do a special outside two for one deal after the service. And, you know, just, just kidding. Okay. The truth is you and I need each other. Isn't that true? God says community is not optional. You may feel self-sufficient, but I need you and you need me in each other's life. The truth is you have to have other people in your life if you're going to go grow deeper roots in him, right? We value many things here, but as you go through one of our growth track classes, 
you realize inside of there, we talk about growing together. Growing together in this community of faith is so important and so vital for every single one of us that I want you to know that we talk about it because God's word talks about it. Because we see that through it, we need to grow together. And I'm going to show you some scripture verses today, a couple of the scripture verses throughout God's word that tells us that. Also, also a great way to grow is the area of growing deeper in our discipleship. This coming Tuesday, a Galatians class is starting. Tim and Trish Arnold are leading that class. And if you're wanting to grow deeper in God's word in the book of Galatians, you need to be a part of that class because they're going to help you. They are wonderful teachers. They're going to minister through. I know they've already got a lot of people signed up for that. But don't miss these classes that we have here for you and I to be able to grow deeper roots in the Lord. We realize this. You cannot fulfill God's purpose for your life by yourself. You ever realize that? That's, and that's true. You have to do it in a relationship with other people that are around you. We need each other because we belong to the body of Christ. You know, if I look at God's word, Jesus was clear on community. Very clear. It's not just the latest fad in the church. It is the very heart of God that he wants us to have. So today, I want to end this series by talking to you on why we need to be rooted in community. You know, kind of really five specific reasons God says why we need other people in our life. And let's get into that. Number one, if you're taking notes, I need others to walk with me. I need others to walk with me. What, what does that mean? Well, I, it means I need others. I need you, you need me to grow spiritually. Look at this verse in Colossians 2, verse 6. As we said as our theme verse, just as you receive. Christ Jesus, excuse me, I'm a little hoarse today. Christ Jesus, the Lord, so walk in him. Do, do you know that the Bible often compares our spiritual life to a walk? You ever notice that in God's word? Our spiritual life, why? Because it's a journey. You and I are on a journey. How many of you in this room have arrived yet, right? No, we haven't. It's a journey. You don't just sit still in life. You don't just stand still in life. He calls us a spiritual walk and throughout the New Testament, we're told to walk in wisdom, we're told to walk in love, we're told to walk in the light, we're told to walk in obedience, we're told to walk in the spirit, amen, right? That we need each other, and we need each other, I, we need each other to walk with each other because life is a journey. How many of you know that Jesus lived in community? As you look at scripture, you realize he ate with his disciples, he traveled with his disciples, and he worked with his disciples. Jesus lived in community. If you want to know if you're a real follower of Christ, you walk in community with others. How many of you are with me? Say yes. yes. You realize that as a disciple of Christ, you're not doing life alone. One of the key ways that God wants us to do this walk is you and I were never meant to walk through this life alone. This has nothing to do whether you're single or married. It has nothing to do with that at all. We have singles that are part of this, this church that are in deep community with others. We have married couples in our church that are as lonely as can be. Married does not solve the issue. Community does. You say, well, John, what's wrong with walking alone? I like walking alone. I prefer to go at my own pace. I prefer to go at my own speed. I don't have to wait for anybody when I'm alone. Uh, you, you may not like this, but you and I need each other to walk this journey. 
Why? Well, it's safer walking through life with other people. That's for sure. It's safer walking with somebody else rather than alone. It's supportive. Well, what is that? It means you need somebody alongside of you telling you and encouraging you, don't give up, right? You're walking with other people. They help encourage you and build faith into you and tell you, don't give up now. I love this Zambian proverb that says, when you run alone, you run fast, but when you run together, you run far. That's a great word, isn't it? I mean, because in America, we're taught, I'm going to run as fast as I can and get out in front because that's what we've been taught our whole life, independence. Let's get out there. But how many of you know to become like Christ and what God's word calls us to, you and I can more than just run fast. We can run farther when we're together. Amen? So the only way that you and I are going to make it to the end of the life that God wants us to is by having other people involved in your life right? The same is true in your life. You and I, we're going to maybe face burnout, but without any true meaningful relationships, it's going to be difficult. It's safer and supportive. And not only that, it's smarter. It's smarter to have other people run the race with you. One of the things that's very important when you walk with others is you learn how to get along with other people. You go through life isolated. You go through life not letting anybody get close to you, never cooperate with anybody, you have no way of knowing the great lessons of life on your own. Because the enemy will do everything he can to isolate you. Have you ever found that to be true? To get you isolated. Listen, if the enemy can get you hurt, get you offended, or feel misunderstood, nothing destroys the power of shame or offense like choosing to move towards community. Yes, You can get hurt in community, and people do, but you also can get healed in community as well. Just because you've been hurt in a community, don't back away from community. Take a step towards community because God can heal you in it. Independence and isolation may be natural in our culture, but they are countercultural to Christianity. Christianity simply does not work in isolation or independence. Really, our physical bodies are proof of this because 1 Corinthians chapter 12, the apostle Paul says that we will never grow into the fullness of who we are in Christ until we embrace the reality that we are members of one another. You ever notice when you're walking with groups of people, everyone walks at a different pace? There's a different style, how everybody walks. Those of you that are married, You've walked around a mall with your spouse. One's at a different level. One may be out front. One's maybe way back, right? How many of you know that when you're with a group of people, there's certain compromises you're going to have to make to stay up with everybody else? Well, you could walk out way in front, but the whole group is way back here. So you may need to just slow down and make some compromises in a good way to say, hey, I want what's better for all of us together. So I'm going to walk together in tandem. So we have to learn that. I know um, Kristen and I in December, how many of you remember the 60 degree temperatures in December? Okay, Lord, bring them back, right? <laughs> bring those temperatures back. We're walking our dogs in December, right? We're out there walking them and uh, I had our big dog and she was pulling me like crazy. I always say our dogs take us for a walk. We don't take them for a walk, right? And she's pulling me way out front and Kristen had our little dog and that's, you know, he's way back there and she's like, hey, I want you to slow down so that we can walk together. How many of you know that's important? 
You can walk ahead, but what's better for all of us together that we walk together in this? That's so true and so important that we get that. We realize we have to learn to be together and make those compromises. What is the first thing that God said after he created Adam? He looked at this, imperf- his, this incredibly perfect environment that we see in the Garden of Eden. But he looked into it and he said, it is not good that what? Man shall be alone. Here's a perfect environment. But it's not good for man to be alone. He created Eve, right? He's created two groups of people. Well, the biological home you and I were born in. He's created a spiritual family you and I were called to be in as well. And those work together and we need them. I mean, can you be in a crowd and be lonely? Absolutely. It has nothing to do with the size. It has everything to do with getting together with others who can encourage you. Would you write this down? Community is God's answer to loneliness. We all need a place where we can be loved. The world needs that place as well. And we need to learn how to love each other. We can't grow without others. We can't grow without others. And the Bible is so clear about this. I cannot grow without other people in my life. Why? Because life is about relationships, not achievement. Right? God is love. He wants me to learn love. And the way that he does that is he puts me in a community of other people together so that we will learn those things together. Those are great lessons. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 16 says, as each part does its work, it helps the other parts grow so Christ's whole body is healthy, growing, and full of love. I love that. That, that as each of us do our work and each of us do our part in the community, in the kingdom of God, and serving together, what happens is the other parts grow as well. If we're going to be people that are rooted and want to see other people grow, we got to do this together, church. We got to all be all in together in these days. Are you with me? Say amen. We're called to be rooted, but we can't do it by ourselves. We are made for the relationships that God has created us for. God's wired us in that way. That's why when you have people, they'll join all kinds of crazy causes because they want to belong. We need to walk together because this is a journey to encourage each other. Number two, I need others to work with me. You know, the Bible says that God put you on earth to do a certain work that only you could do. Ephesians 2.10. God made us to do good works, which he planned in advance for us to live our lives doing. Before you and I were ever born, God put giftings and talents in our life. He placed those inside of you to do good works. Because why? He has a purpose for our life. He wants us to use that. And part of that is working for the good of everybody surrounding you. Now, anytime you're using your giftings and your talents to help others, there's words for that in the Bible. It's ministry or service. It's a ministry or service that you have to offer the community of faith, that you have to offer the world that is around us. And you're using those together. It is a ministry and it is a service. And so while you and I are here on this earth, God wants you to take some of that time and practice serving. Because why? We need each other to serve. Some of you came today totally exhausted. How do I know that? Because your face is long. 
your bags under your eyes because you chose to do it alone, right? Because you are so wiped out and you've done it by yourself for so long, that's all that you have known. We need to realize we are supposed to be together to do this work. We all get more done working as a team. That's for sure. Rather than just an individual, it's a lot more fun doing it with others, less tiring. You're able to cooperate with one another. That's why we serve in teams here at Abundant Life Church. That's why every time you join and you serve a group in the church, whether it's kids, students, right on through our adults, whether it's in a small group, our ALC groups, whether it's teaching a class, you are doing that as a team together with other people to encourage each other. I would be worn out if I didn't have a team with me. There's no doubt about it. I, would be, I could even do it by myself. There's so much work to be done, and we need each other. Nobody is good at everything. That's why we need each other. So your team is your community. Your team is the one that you come and you're serving. That's your community together as you encourage each other, as you're finding the place of service. Listen, and if you're serving food, everybody has a role to play with butter. Well, you're a little faster than the first service. First service took a little while and a few people ducked their head because it just went right over them. I know, I know we keep talking about rolls and food and carbs. It is, it is fasting season, so those things come. God is calling this church to serve. And if we're going to be the church that God intended to be, we have to pull together and we need to serve one another. You know, when this season of snow, snowflakes, they're really frail, but if enough of them stick together, they can stop traffic. Are you with me? In this church, we have over like 900 snowflakes. I'm using snowflakes in a good good term because nowadays people, oh, you said snowflakes. He called us a bunch of snow. I'm talking about the snow, snow, you know, flakes. It's a, it's a lot of snow. That can make a significant difference, right? Do your part. Do a little. Would you write this down? Community is God's answer to fatigue in your life. If you're tired, you're fatigued all the time. It's because you don't have relationships built in to support what God has called you to do. You ever witness how the Amish build a barn together in a day? Everybody has a little part to play. Everyone. Galatians 6.10, every time we get the chance, let us work for the benefit of all, starting with the people closest to us in the community of faith. What is the community of faith? That's our church. It's the church family that you are a part of. That's what he's saying. Number three, I need others to watch out for me. So true. To defend me, to defend you, to protect each other. Help us stay on track, to watch our backside. And who will warn me? Because why? We all have blind spots, right? We all can't see it all. Philippians 2, 4, look out for one another's interests, not just for your own. Listen, if you want a countercultural culture, that is because in America, the general idea is all about me and my ambitions and forget the rest of you right? I live for myself. It doesn't really matter what you do. Is there anybody in your life that he helps you stay on track spiritually? Is there anybody that says, I'm not going to let you get discouraged. 
I'm not going to let you drop out. I'm not going to let you stay in this area of fatigue for the season of it for very long. I'm here to support you. If you don't have anybody like that, you need to get somebody in your life like that today. The fact of the matter, as I said a moment ago, we all have blind spots. Things we cannot see. Like, hey, you know what? Your tail light's out. Well, how am I to know that if I don't have somebody around me telling me? Like, hey, there's something in your hair. You need to get that out of your hair, right? Like, you know, you're, you're eating and, and, you know, there, there's a piece of, you know, lettuce in your teeth. And you need somebody to tell you. And listen, if you're a real friend, you're going to tell them, right, that, hey, that's in your, yeah, it's in your teeth, right? Something's in there, right? You know, it, you know friends don't let friends stay unzipped. If somebody's unzipped, <laughs> tell them to zip it, right? That's a real friend, Right? I mean, you love them enough, you're going to tell them that, right? Oh, man, yeah, did you see they're unzipped? That's sad. Take them off to the side, and this is not out in the open. Hey, you're unzipped, right? It's, man, come on over here, you know. Men tell that guy, you know, women tell the woman, you know. Unzipped here. Hebrews 13, 1. Keep being concerned about each other as the Lord's followers should. You know, family members care about each other. I'm not sure what type of family you came from, but that is what God's family is all about. That's the one I want to tell you today. That's what God's family is all about. We all come from different backgrounds, but that's what God's family is about. Keep being concerned more than just once. Let it be ongoing, ongoing. Be there. How does Satan mess up our life? We've talked about that in the last couple of weeks. It starts by habits, that there's one habit at a time that's formed. You know, and hurts come and things you won't let go of and hangups happen in your life through problems, through other people. It, it breaks your heart. It hurts you. And the enemy always works around and through others. And most Christians, they live in this perpetual defeat. Why? Because we try to fight the enemy on our own. And that's ridiculous. That's why we need each other to encourage each other and to stand with one another. Ecclesiastes 4.12, you've heard this many times. A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated. But two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better for a triple braided cord is not easily broken, right? Broken. Is there anybody watching your backside? Anybody watching out for your spiritual warfare? I don't know if you read about this a number of years ago. There was a, a young adult experienced mountain climber named Aaron Ralston. A few years ago, he was climbing a mountain. And as he was climbing, series of events, a boulder came and rolled onto his arm. It was caught underneath of it, and he couldn't get it out. And he thought that he was going to die there. He, 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 he was there alone, and it says the only way that he was going to break free from it was to cut off his own arm or die, which he had to sever his limb to get out. Hello. <laughs> Even the pros need a buddy. That's what I'm saying. Would that have had to happen? Were you severing the limb if somebody else was there? Probably not. Because they're there to encourage you and to help you and to watch you. Would you write this down? Community is God's answer to defeat. If one person falls, another can reach out and help. But people who are alone, when they fall, are in real trouble. 
You know, in each of our lives, we have something that needs to change, but we can't do it on our own. We can't change ourselves. We need the help of others, and we need the help of the Lord. You know, it's always something that needs to change. Problem, problem, there's just some problems in our life that only get handled because there's a team tackle that took place. I need others to walk, work, watch out for me. Four, I need others to wait and weep with me. They wait while I'm waiting for bad news. They weep when I get the bad news. Because Romans tells us, 12 verse 5, be happy with those who are happy. Weep with those who weep. I need somebody with me and you need somebody with you that will all go through inevitable problems and and tragedies that we shouldn't face alone. We need other people with us. Somebody that's waiting for medical news, a difficulty they're going through. Somebody's about ready to have a difficult life-changing surgery. We need other people with us. The fact is, some of those things are going to happen. They're inevitable. They're a part of life. But only a fool would go around totally unprepared for something that would inevitably happen in their life. The time is now. Build the safety net into your life. Network of supportive friends. Get in the place now before you get to that area of difficulty or tragedy. What is God's safety net? It's, it's a group of other believers in community. 1 Peter 3.8, you should be like one big family full of sympathy toward each other. That if one member suffers, we all suffer together. Encourage each other and strengthen one another. I need others to walk and I need others to work and with me and watch out and wait and weep. And five, I need others to witness with me. Well, what do I mean by that? Well, you have a life message that God wants you to share with this world. You do. You have a life message. You have a life-changing message of what God did in you to use that story for a lost world. It's part of our mission that there's power and community on mission. A, A soldier never goes out alone. No, we go out together, and we're there for each other. So how do you love best? I bet this will surprise you. It's by loving those who are in the family of God first. Can I hear an amen? Look at what he says, John 13, 35. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. There are people, there are people, there are well-meaning people, even in the body of Christ, that is waiting for the world to change. Well, if they would just get their act together, if they would just do that, and sometimes we're hateful in our speech towards that, but what God is saying here, you need to get right with the body of Christ and the community of faith so that through your love for each other, you can reach a lost and dying world for me. Are you with me? We're trying to change other people in the world when God says, I want to change you. And the way that that happens is you need to love the body and the community of faith first. What is it that impresses the community that's outside of this church the most? It's when believers love each other no matter what they've done, who they are. And if you don't love other people in the family of God, then you really have every reason to doubt, am I in it? This is what impresses the world. This is what draws other people to Jesus. It's not our nice buildings. It's not sermons. It's not music. Those things are great. But but that is the place where people are changed because people love each other first and foremost. That's why at Abundant Life, 
here we, this is a place where you're not perfect, but hey, we still love you. We still care about you no matter what you've come through in your life, no matter what you're going through today. Second Timothy 1.7 says, the Holy Spirit doesn't wait, doesn't want you, excuse me, to be afraid of people, but to be wise and strong and to love them and enjoy being with them. I mean, really, do you enjoy being with other believers in Christ? He doesn't want you to be afraid of people. You know, listen, is anybody going to be in heaven because of you? Yes. Amen. There will be. You have a life message. You have a story. Scripture also tells us you are working together and struggling side by side to get others to believe the good news. We're struggling. We're striving side by side. We're going through this together. Why? Because people need the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the message he's given to us. That's what we want to go after. That's his desire over us. We need others to walk, work, watch out, wait and weep, and witness with me together. God's word for this church is to be rooted together in community. And you know what I'm praying for? 100% participation. Not 80, 90%. I'm asking for 100% participation. Then I'm asking you to get off the sidelines. I'm asking you to get ready. I'm asking you to serve in an area of ministry because every ministry in this church needs people to come and to serve. Many times people come, wow, this is a big church. They don't have, they probably have it all covered. No, you wouldn't believe it. We don't. And I've said it before. The only place where there's enough volunteers is in heaven. And we haven't gotten there yet. Amen. So I'm calling this church to get off the sideline today. Okay. I love you, but you need to come. Some of you, you've been sitting for a while. Some of you just been watching and seeing. Some of you, you realize as members, we require all our members to come and to serve in an area, whether it's in our kids' ministry. I'm going to tell you something. Your kids need community. Amen? Hello? I think half the people are with me today. The others of you, you're stunned. Are you with me? I love you. Your young person, they need to be here on Wednesday night for our Crave Student Ministry. They need community. They need for you to move them out of the house and say, you need to be a part of the community of other students. We, we had a young person today, I think it was Catherine, right? She said, I can't wait for Wednesday night Crave. I count down the days, right? That's awesome. That's good. That's what we want. That we would be here together. How about our, our young adults? How, how, how about our adults in the house? We're called to be a community. Church, it's time to get off the sidelines. Come on, you live in the same world that I do. Everything around us is pulling us away from community. You got it too, and I have to fight against that rather than take that as gospel truth. The way that you and I grow together is we're serving together in the body of Christ. That's what it is. That's what his plan is. That's what he's called us to to realize God's answer to fear is community. We don't have to be fearful. We have a life message that God has given to us. I believe as we pray and I believe as we read his word and we dig in community, we will together become the church that God has called, it, called us to be rooted and built up in him. Rooted and built up in him. Strengthened in the faith and overflowing with 
thankfulness. That's the goal. Because we have done what he has called us to do, we will overflow with a heart of thankfulness in Jesus' name. Come on, you and I need to kick against those things. You know, our, our, our smartphones. How many of you got a smartphone? It's not really smart, right? It's a, how many of you have a flip phone, a dumb phone, whatever it may be? But all the things inside of that many times keep us away from God's best. Some of us are just content to sit in our homes and look at our computers for hours. Not get out. With COVID, we come to this new norm like, oh, well, this is what we do now. Well, no, God's word says, which is a word that stands forever, is that you and I find lasting value when we grow together in him. And we serve one another. And we love one another. Right? I pray that as God speaks this word to our hearts, as we read these scripture verses, that we would come to the understanding we really do need one another. And there's nothing like this day for the church to shine in unity because there is so much disunity out there. There is so much dysfunction. And yes, it tries to creep into the church, but we have to fight against that and bring unity through Jesus Christ to let the world see the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ so that he would receive all the praise and he would receive all the honor. That's what this is about. It's not about all that I achieve. It's what we do together and adore his precious name. Let's pray. Father, I thank you, Lord, today that as we come to your word, that God, we would understand, Lord, that you desire for us to be people that are in relationship and community with each other. That none of us in this room or in the sound of my voice online can do it alone. We've tried and we failed. But Lord, I pray today as we come and we grasp a hold of this, that we would realize that we are stronger, we're better together when we come, when we belong in the community of faith and we would not settle for sitting on the sidelines, but we would be engaged today with your word that I believe, Lord, as we are in prayer and as we are in your word and we are together in community, we would understand your word that causes us, that wants us to grow deeper and stronger, Lord, together to glorify your name. We need you, Lord, to help us. Help this church to continue to be a place of hope, uh, continue to be a place of love for those that are coming in the doors of this church that, that need love, God, that feel like they've messed up, Lord, that feels like, Lord Jesus, they can't get back up again, that we would be here for each other to encourage each other in these days, as Hebrew says, as we meet together, Lord, in your powerful and in your precious name we pray. And everyone said, amen and amen. Thank you for tuning in, and we hope you enjoyed today's message. If you'd like to get in touch or would like more resources on how to live a successful Christian life, you can always find us at myabundantlife.com. Have a blessed week.